Hey, this is Keith Rockdale Bone of The Redneck Show on Facebook Live. I've had the pleasure of listening to this gentleman for the past 26 years on Atlanta Radio. And like I always say, he's the greatest DJ out there. Here he is, folks. Congratulations. In his second act, Cadillac Jack. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Sigh, I was fired. So welcome to my second act. And my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I am over Pilot Pete and those bachelor women. Let me tell you, over it. Pilot Pete, he's the one that's vying for the attention of all the ladies. He's the bachelor, yes. You know, here's the thing. Anytime you look at these reality shows and it says, like, you look at the bar and it says two hours. It's like a two-hour commitment. I mean, that is just like two hours of your life. You are never going to get back. I mean, I'll sit down for mindless TV for like an hour, 45 minutes. Is that it? But two hours is a lot. And I always, with The Bachelor, I always come in at the hometowns. Because in the beginning, it's just, it's a mess. They're trying to weed out the people that don't need to be there. And there's all this drama. And so I always like come in to this franchise for the hometown visits when there's only like four or five girls left. And this year I can't keep them straight. There's one blonde. And then there's like, I think there's three or four brunette. And I swear, I'm sure people who've been watching it since the beginning are going to be like, no, 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 they're all different, but they all seem the same to me. And I'm just, Oh, I just can't take it anymore. It's just a mess. You know, here's my thing. They're going to these concerts and they're, you know, we always talk about this, like they're traveling to Paris and these exotic locations, like go to Costco on a Saturday, rent you some kids and go to curriculum night and see if your relationship can sustain it. Then you'll know if you've got a keeper. Life's tougher than spending your weekends anybody can in foreign get countries along. and on private jets. And- yeah, anybody can get along in Paris for a weekend, <laughs> you know, anybody. But if you can make it through a Costco on Saturday and not get into a screaming match with your significant significant other, good then you luck. have a chance. You got a shot. You got a shot. You got a shot at success. Your core fifty seven hype song on the way here today to the Apple Media Group. So my core fifty seven hype mm-hmm. song was the Dixie Chicks "Goodbye Earl." I've been listening to a lot of like old kind of like nineties country lately, and um, I crack up at that song. Like I was listening to it with Charlotte. And you forget, like, they killed Earl, okay? They stuffed him in the trunk because Marianne flew in to Atlanta. From Atlanta or yeah. to Atlanta. Well, she flew into Atlanta. On a red eye. On a red eye. Yeah. yeah. And she, they, they killed him with the black-eyed peas. They poisoned him, put him in the trunk in a tarp. And so I was listening to it, and Charlotte was Wanda. Wanda flew in. No, Marianne flew in, Marianne and Wanda flew was in the hospital because Earl had put her in the hospital. <laughs> and so we were listening to the words, and Charlotte was like, Mom. This is horrible. These women killed Earl. I said, yeah, it's glorious, isn't it? It's hilarious. And what I think is funny, too, about some of that older, I say older, but older music, when you listen to it, the sound quality is, is horrible. It's, it's bad. If you go back, one of mine that I have in my library is Kenny Chesney, Me and You. Yes. Which is one of my favorite Kenny songs of all time. And if you go back and listen to the quality... <laughs> Of, of the it, recording. It sounds like he recorded in a basement. You can hear a hiss almost right. on it. Yeah. Compared to the way that, that yeah. they're remastered and re-record, you know, recorded in state-of-the-art studios these days. Yeah, but it's great. And the Dixie Chicks have a new album coming out um, called Gaslighter. It's coming out sometime in 2020. We don't know It'll when. be before the election. It'll be before the election. <laughs> you, can, you can bet that. Do you think that they have waited 
um, until now to make a splash like they will for good and for bad. If you don't know the story about the Dixie Chicks, trio, two are sisters, I believe. Yes. Lead singer was Natalie Maines, and they were hot as fire at country radio. And with their music and, and I mean, hit albums and hit. CDs. And, 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 and so they, top of the world one day, they go to London yes, to do a show. And they say on stage, they're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas, which is where they were all from. Correct. Within two hours, their career at country radio was over. And their fan base was cut by 99%. Yeah, I don't know if it was ninety nine percent, but it was a Come lot. Come on, remember they had the uh, the where they'd have tractors and you'd toss your CDs in a pile, and the tractor would run over them all around America. It was a crazy time, you know. And she's always been a lightning rod. Natalie Maines was always kind of a lightning rod, and you know, I don't want to get into all that right now. I I love their music, you know. And so now it's interesting. I I don't know that I stopped listening to it, but it wasn't played, you know, on country radio. So now when it comes up. Like, you know, when I'm I'm listening in in the car, you know, to my music, my Apple music, and it comes up, it's just, I'm enjoying it now because it's kind of like, I mean, they were the first really, fe- I mean, you know, there had been obviously females in country like Reba and at the time, Loretta, Faith and Martina, sure. but I mean, they really were. Jeannie Seeley. They came out of left field and out of the box. I mean, and they all played their own instruments and they were very country. I mean, you know, they played the fiddle and they played the mandolin. And, Banjos. Yeah, I mean, they were, and if you ever saw one of their shows, they put on an amazing show. I mean, they were kind of in a weird way, almost like a, a a precursor to like a Taylor Swift, as far as, you know, women controlling the way the show looked with the pyrotechnics and the, the costumes. And interestingly enough, they have, what kind of brought them back was they have a new, um, they have a single on Taylor Swift's new album. And it was a song written about her mother. Um, I think it's called Soon You Will Be Well. I can't remember exactly. Don't quote me on that. But um, going back and listening to some of their music, especially Goodbye Earl, just kind of takes you back to exactly where you were at that moment when the Dixie Chicks played the butt board. We won't go there today. Okay, what was your Core 57 song? I'm digging a song from a country artist who's from Georgia, from Warner Robins. His name is Travis Denning. And... Donna, you you may know Travis from a song that was hot at country radio maybe two years ago called David Ashley Parker from Powder Springs. And we played the piss out of it at Kicks because he's a Georgia artist, but it also mentioned a, a city in Metro Atlanta. And it's a true story. Travis Denning wrote that song uh, because of his fake ID that had the name David Ashley Parker on it. So like when Travis Denning wanted to get into the bars at Georgia Southern, his ID said, David Ashley Parker, who was a real person, but Travis would use that idea to buy beer and cigarettes. And so he tracked down the real David Ashley Parker and he's in the video for that song. Currently though, the song is Abby, A-B-B-Y. I've had to explain the song to you three times. I don't understand the song. The song, Abby stands for anybody but you. Okay. So he's trying to get over someone in his life. He's telling the person that was in his life that you're no longer necessary. I'm going to call her Abby. That's anybody but you. She'll have a bad little body by be the life of the party. Drink a cold beer, too. Won't maybe go crazy like you know who. And her name is Abby. That's anybody but you. A-B-B-Y. Anybody. 
That's you. Okay. I'm starting to get it now. It's a great song. It's a I haven't song. heard it. I do want to hear it. I, and I, I liked the first song. So now I kind of get it with acronym. I didn't get it before, but I do get it. Abby. Abby. Mm-hmm. Anybody but you. All right. Core 57 Milton in Alpharetta City Center, a unique fitness community built on the strength of the mind and body connection. Yes. Call Colleen um, and she will do um, the first step is to do an assessment. We're doing one next week. And it's not, um, she's not, I hope she's not going to make us like do medicine balls and push ups and like that. Oh, like the presidential fitness test. We may have to run out and go to Killens. Seriously. Like if it's like that presidential fitness test, I called in (laughs) sick because I can't do a pull up. But at any rate, she, the reason she does the assessment is to really kind of just know where you, you know, what classes to suggest for you. And a personal, personalized program. Exactly. And it's very thoughtful. Again, this is not shaming that, you know, you can't do something or whatever, but she, Colleen is big, big, big on safety um, when working out and finding the best fit for you. So um, make the call. It's the first step. You can come with us. We're going to, we're going to start working out and come and, you know, listen. If you, I will guarantee you this, whatever level you start at, you'll be better than us, you know? So you've got that going on your side right there. I'll be at Killens if yes. you need me. If I'm late for class, I'll be Doing a pull-up with a ice cream bar. Peanut butter chocolate fudge piece across the street. Okay, but Colleen I'm, does yeah, a great she does. job. So two, two call Core 57, two locations. Milton Alfreda City Center. You and Olivia, Olivia's our 16-year-old daughter, had a, a really special day over the weekend and it was going for the first time to look for prom dresses. Yes, it was awesome. You know, she's been to homecoming, but homecoming's a little different. You know, it's shorter dresses and it's not kind of such a big deal. Her um Olivia and her boyfriend have been together for a year. Jack. Which like in in for teenagers that's like 100 years and dog years, you know, t- to be with a, a high school boyfriend for a year. And Jack, we love Jack and he is um he is a junior at Norcross High School. And um, he's just so kind and so sweet. And he's sweet to Olivia. And that is that is the most important thing. When you see your um, child happy, you know, that's that's the whole point. Sometimes these relationships that these kids go through can be excruciating. You know, they're on one day, they're off another, they're happy, they're sad. I've never seen that. They're, they're just really, you know, on a, on a level um, kind of relationship. And they're, they're very cute together, very sweet and, and very kind. But I had. But they also, Olivia goes to Cambridge in Milton, and Jack goes to Norcross, and he's in Gwinnett, right inside the line. But he goes to Norcross, part uh, Gwinnett County Schools. So they see each other once a week on the weekend. It's an effort. And his parents and and you and I always make an effort because we're aware of the distance and the fact that they they don't see each other at school. Right. We're all the parents are aware of that, and we do whatever it takes to make sure that there's one afternoon or one evening where they're able to, to be together, whether it's at, uh, you know, going to the movies or just Jack's very much into BMX stuff. He's a, will be a professional BMX bike trick performer. He, he's amazing. He really and so is. Olivia will go to some of his events and support him. And he's come to football games when Olivia has been marching in the band to support her. Yeah. That's um, a great thing. They, they, as a dad, you know, uh, my first daughter, you want to make sure that everything's okay. And I have never once wondered if there was anything going on that shouldn't be right. on any level. Right. No, he's just, he's a, he's, he's a, um, I don't want to say a great kid cause he's, he's a junior, but he, he's, um, they have a, they have a good thing going on. So the prom dress shopping, I've, I learned a couple of things, you know, so will our 20 year old went to the prom 
uh, twice. I'd laugh about this. The second time he went to the prom, he met his prom date that night at someone's house when they did the big pictures where they all get together because it basically was one of those situations where she was a friend of someone who was going with a friend of his and they were like, will you go to, you know, the prom with her or whatever? And he's like, sure, you know, just hang out with the friends. But it was like kind of awkward, if you remember, when she came up because we're like, where's your date? He's like, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> He'd never seen her before. Yeah. He had to like be introduced to his date. But boys are very different is my point with this, that they do care what they look like. But, you know, everything with the tux and everything depends on the girl's dress. You know, what is she wearing? What does she want him to wear? What, you know, and guys are just kind of like, whatever, just, you know, pick it out for me and I'm good to go. But with girls, it's an adventure. And I learned a few things like you don't go in the dressing room. Like I was trying to go in the dressing room with her. She's like, "Uh, no, mom. So there's these chairs, you know, that are positioned outside of the dressing rooms. And that's where like the moms sit. There were a few dads, but that's where the moms sit. And they come out. And you don't say anything at first, like a, a rookie mistake. You know, on the first dress, I was like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful. I don't like this one at all. This makes me, I don't like the way this makes me look. And I don't know if it was because I liked it. So I kind of looked at this other mom and she's like, mm-mm. mm-mm. Meaning what? Don't say anything. Oh, I thought she was giving the mm on the dress. No, no. She was like, I've, because she's like, this stay is Stay in mine. your lane, mom. Yeah, stay in Karen, your lane. Karen, stay in your lane. Well, but she was like, you don't say anything until they say anything, say something. Because and you, then do you agree with what they say? Yes. Is that how it's done? Yes. Well, even if you don't like no, it. No, I mean, you know, there are some where I was like, I kind of liked the other one better, or you know, I would point out small things like I, I like the straps on this one or whatever. But you really have to let them direct it. And I remember this when I was growing up. You don't want your mom telling you what to wear or what looks good on you, you know. And it's, but it's just like it's kind of like you just sit there and wait, and then they arrive, and and but you know what, she looks so beautiful. And, and you know, she, Olivia, she's not a tomboy, but I don't see her a lot. She's not like a dressy dress girl. So I don't see her a lot in those kinds of clothes. So, I mean, I almost got a little teary when she first came out because she just looked beautiful and she's happy and she's excited to go. So, you know, all good. But I was just like, Ooh, boy, I mean, like there's definitely a, a, a way to do this. In order for a child to attend a prom at another school, it it sometimes the process is that like of a TSA pre-check because they have to be vetted. You have to fill out all of this paperwork, which makes sense. I mean, you're coming from another school. They don't they have no history of you as a student, you know, it's safety. And so we learned that you can be, I think, like 24 years old and still go back to a prom. OK, that seems uh, old. is that is that I think it's high? 20, 21. I don't know. 24. Is what we're going to go with. And, and okay. our kids had a blast with this at the dinner table mm-hmm. when we were talking about prom dress shopping and all that kind of stuff. There is a an age gap. Difference. Gap sounds like a negative thing. <laughs> There's an age difference between Donna and myself. Seven. I'm a little younger. Seven years. I'm younger. Mm-hmm. And so the kids, when we were talking about you, you could be 24 and still go back to a high school for a prom. Like if I came to pick you up for the prom, they started rattling off all of these different scenarios. Well, let me tell you. How, let me tell you how it happened. Hilarious. Here, here's how it would happen. If I, if I'm picking you up for the prom, I am going to come roaring down the street, like freewheeling in like my Firebird, uh-huh. and I'm going to be like, I've got a bottle of Boone's Farm in the passenger seat, and then I'm like, 
or like some Bartles and James peppermint schnapps. Okay. And I'm blaring like Van Halen or Rush. And I'm going to be like, and you're, and you're coming be, to get me. Yeah. And you're going to be standing out there in front in like your little Smurf suit waving to me. <laughs> My tough skins. Your tough skins. Because of the age difference. Yeah. You're already driving. You've already gotten three or four tickets and I'm, I don't have a permit yet. Yeah, exactly. When Donna was picking out her electives, I was still picking my nose and wiping the boogers on the wall. Okay. Because of the age difference. Okay. Would that be electives at Georgia or at Camp? That'd be Georgia. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. When Donna was planning her spring sorority event, I was just getting confirmed at church. This sounds terrible. When Donna was at Nickel Night at Charlie Magruder's, I was at home watching Dennis the Menace. I'm telling you, I had some fun at Charlie Magruder's. Seven-year age difference. With my fake ID. When Donna was designing her dorm room, I was moving from a twin to a double bed because I'm so much younger than you. It doesn't, it sounds like the kids get a big kick out of it. Like it sounds different when you put it in perspective of like a college kid and like versus someone in elementary school, middle school, seven years, middle school. But now most people think you're older than me. That who cite your source. Uh, All the kids have told me lots of people have told me I thought he was so much older and I don't notice it like our age difference, except with music. That's the only place I notice it because I remember one time when um, Christina Aguilera and that whole group of women did the um, oh, what is it? The Moulin Rouge, yeah, Lady Marmalade, Lady Marmalade, the Moulin Rouge. You were like, this is the best song ever. Have you heard the song? I'm like, yes, like the Pointer Sisters or something. I heard it back in the '60s. Yeah, no, well, not that far. Ah! Yes. Boomer. So sometimes there's, I'm not a boomer, but sometimes there are those things with music where you're just like, our references are totally off base. I'm gonna tell you something about prom. Okay, I went to the prom. Well, three, hang on now. This is. I went to the prom three times. Oh my gosh! And so one year, I went to the prom with my prom date, who I wasn't really. I was just. We weren't dating. He just asked me to go. And then there was an after party at Six Flags because that's what we used to do. We used to all go to the after party at Six Flags, and I left with another date. What happened to your original date? I don't know. But I left him, dumped him. What 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 causes something like that to happen in a young lady's mind? What what makes you think that that was okay? I don't know. Was there a better offer? Probably. <laughs> Probably. He had a room. No. Uh-huh. No. Stop. <laughs> no. I don't know because I did. I'll tell you. You know, remember when Lollapalooza used to come through town? That big all day festival, like with Jane's Addiction and all these people. I was in seventh grade. See now. exactly. I went with a date and came with an. I came left came with another home date with someone else. I don't know that I came home, but I left with another date. It was a long day. <laughs> yeah. Do you keep up with these people? Oh yeah. Yeah. How 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 well do you keep up with these Not people? Not like that, but yes, I, I yeah, yeah. I see them on Facebook and places like that. Was it the tradition down here on prom night to get a room somewhere? No. Oh really. No, oh, our parents weren't going to let us get a room. Well, you didn't tell your parents you were doing it. Oh. You were staying at Phillip's house or something. Meanwhile, you're down the Holiday Inn on Lenoran Boulevard. No. Ours, like I said, a you, rave in your you room. would go to the prom, and then afterwards you would go to Six Flags. And it was open like all night, you know, and you it was fun. Yeah. They were open all night just for the prom. Yes, like on certain weekends. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was like cool. Like the rides and everything? Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was kind of like the after party. 
And nowadays with the prom, that's the thing too. I mean, the amount of money that you spend on, you know, if you have a, a daughter, it's dress, nails, spray tan, hair, makeup, you know, you've got to get them cars, fur buses, um, you know, whatever, to get Ubers and lifts and then dinner. And nowadays, these kids stay at the prom for like 30 minutes. It's all about the after party. At the Holiday Inn Express. Well, usually it's at people's houses, but they, I mean, they change clothes. I remember giving Will like little Ziploc bags. And for I, his cufflinks. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Because if you don't get everything back, you know, they you charge you a fortune. Yeah. And it was like, he's not going to be in these. Uh, yeah. They had a big party bus. I'll never forget. Like to take all the kids to the last prom that Will went to. Mm. And he had forgotten something. And I, you know, knocked on the door. They were all on the party bus, but I had, there was something in the car and I went to get it. And I um, knocked on the door and the little driver guy opened the door to the bus and I got on and it was like, okay, the party had started. Let me just say. That. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember yes. that time. I didn't know the party had started. The party had started. It's like, y'all have fun. They weren't driving, you know, whatever. It's always a fun time. Like it was a big time in your life. It too. And is. I know it was a big t- I thought about y'all that day quite a bit. And I had a conversation on the front end with Olivia. Yeah. You know, because it was a big day for her too. It you know? was. It and, was a lot of so fun. So for the two of you to be together, I knew that that was a really special moment for the two of you. And yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And we like Jack a lot. We, we yes. really, really do. As, yeah. a, as a dad, listen, it's. Um, it can go I, either way. It can. And I, I don't have. Uh, I have no sign of any kind that Jack is not absolutely in it for the right reasons and takes care of our daughter. And that as a dad means that's all you can ask for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. She's happy. He's happy. I want to share with you a five-star review from L Martin in Buford. Tracy walked into my house knowing its value and worked to get that for me. Communication was great. I knew what she was. uh, I knew what was going on at every step of the process. Her team is the best. Tracy Cousineau, her team does not consist of real estate agents. They're real estate expert advisors because Tracy Cousineau has a program that is guaranteed to work. And what it is, it's marketing. It's putting your home in front of the eyes of the people that need to see it. All price points leaves real estate expert advisors clients with a peace of mind, just like a uh, our friend here, Alan Buford, knowing that they'll take care of uh, the best interest and get your home in front of the right eyes, up to 18% more money while selling your home. It can happen when you partner with Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home, tracycousineau.com. Frank the Tank, Ricky Bobby. Chaz Reinhold, Ron Burgundy, all characters that have been played by one of my favorite actors of all time, Will Ferrell. Mine too. I love him. Will Ferrell plays Pete in his latest movie um, that was released on Valentine's Day. It's called Downhill. Do not go into this movie like Donna and I did, expecting a rowdy ski comedy. Because it's anything but. The, the the title of the movie, Downhill, says so much about the movie. Because in the moment you sit down, it's nothing uh, but downhill. I want to read, Donna, from IMDb, just the Plinko statement for the movie. 
Barely escaping an avalanche during a family ski vacation in the Alps, a married couple is thrown into disarray as they are forced to reevaluate their lives and how they feel about each other. Going into this movie, I'm thinking Will Ferrell paired with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Come Ju- on, Ju- Louis comedy Dreyfus. giants. How can this not be? I bet this is going to be one of the funniest movies we've ever seen before. I was so excited. I bought, like, I had to, you know, because it hadn't come out yet. And we knew this was going to kind of be, we we stayed home and cooked dinner for Valentine's night. And so we were like, oh, you know, we're going to go out and see a movie and go to dinner. And I bought the tickets early. I was so excited because there hasn't been a new um, funny, like, Will Ferrell movie in a while. So I'm thinking, and kind of from, like, the um, trailers, the movie trailer, it made it look like it was this, like, funny family comedy about them skiing you know, with their kids. And I thought, this is going to be hilarious. It was not only not funny, it was frankly depressing. Like it was really kind of depressing. Everybody in the theater, just like us, was wondering when we were going to start laughing. Well, and you know how like, you know, when someone funny, when they're a funny person, like so when Will Ferrell came out, people just, you start laughing. He's not doing anything. But like when he shows up on screen, you kind of start laughing. And that stopped because there was there was literally nothing funny in this movie. And it was uncomfortable because people didn't know, especially in the beginning, before you found out that this is going to be just a piece of crap movie and, and it's not going to be funny at all. On, in the beginning, it was uncomfortable because you didn't know whether to laugh or not. Yeah. Does that mean, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because you expected it to be funny and you're like, well, maybe I'm missing the joke. Well, you weren't because there was no joke well, there. Well, that, that was the thing. And so I turned to you at one point pretty early on and I said, so when is this going to get funny? And, and I said, you said to me, it's not. Here's the mistake I made. They, they, they screened this movie for the first time at Sundance about a month ago. I had seen a couple of reviews after Sundance and they were absolutely just slamming this movie. It, it, it was billed as the first serious character Will Ferrell's ever played. I missed that. I didn't know that until the movie actually started. Um, but I didn't tell you that it was going to stink because you were so excited about seeing it. I didn't want to pop your balloon. And so now you're saying I should have told you that the movie was going to be horrible. That it was going to be not that it was going to be horrible, because I think that is like a judgment call. You know, like if it was funny and horrible, that would be different. I wish you had told me it's not a comedy. You know what I mean? Like that part of it. But I think even after reading a review or two, I still thought that because it's Will Ferrell. It was going to be funny. It had to be. I mean, at some point, it has to be. It's Will Ferrell. It has to be a comedy. It's got to become a comedy, right? It's Will Ferrell. No, it doesn't. His worst opening weekend ever. This movie opened on Valentine's, the 14th, and it made, over the three-day weekend, including President's Day, $4.3 $4.3 million. Sonic, that little, what is Sonic? Well, he's a game. Uh, made okay. $70 million plus over the three-day weekend. Yeah, it wasn't good. Didn't even hit $5 million. It was really depressing. I mean, the 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 plot, basically, of the movie is that they his father has passed away, and so they take this trip, this really nice ski trip, him and her and their two sons. And 
a lot of things happen, but there's an avalanche. And instead of staying with the family, he runs away. And he picks up his phone. Which sounds funny, but it wasn't. That part wasn't even funny. It was depressing, frankly, and sad. And so. Because Julia, who plays Will's wife, assumes that that means that. He's kind of leaving the family. Yes. And so it was just this, it was almost like a slow burn of like, there was no payoff, but it, you know, it was like this marriage unraveling and it was just, oh, it was depressing. I had also made the mistake of buying the Cheetos popcorn before we went in, which they don't have in the regular popcorn bin. Anytime someone has to go to a back room. Because I said to the lady, to the I said, food. listen, if this is going to be an extra step for you to add orange dust to my popcorn, I'm not interested. I'll take regular popcorn again. I'm very impatient. And you know from listening, I'm not a fan of the movies. And because of misophonia, I do not do well at the movies. And she says, oh, it's no big deal. We keep it in the back. What? What do you, you, what do you mean? But, you, you know, instead of, again, instead of being like Adonna <laughs> and saying, no, thanks. You're like, okay, cool. I wanted to try what happened though, and it became it came. It was horrible there in the movie because I'm watching a horrible movie. But I also have just like you would at home eating Cheetos on the couch. I have Cheeto orange dust all over my fingers. I didn't get a napkin because I didn't think ahead that this was going to be messy, and so I would just wipe it on my jeans. I think I'm wearing the jeans. I still have orange dust on these jeans. I'm wearing them today that I wore to the movies on Saturday night. What a mess. And I can still, the dogs, they do nothing but lick my jeans because they have all this, all this orange Cheeto dust. Go with the regular and get you a little squirt or two, a little pump or two of butter and some salt and move on. Don't, uh, don't go for the Cheeto popcorn. No, don't, don't go. And don't go for the movie. I'm telling you, don't go for the Cheetos popcorn and don't go for the I movie. Had, I had looked ahead and knew also that it was less than 90 minutes, which I knew that I could tolerate. 90 minutes, even after getting in there and getting into the movie and realizing that it's not a comedy, it's going to suck. I knew it was a 90 minute, less than a 90 minute commitment. And I was okay with that. I think that's a bigger conversation though. Like, it's like you read ahead for everything. This is your thing. What's wrong with that? I, I just think it like, there's no, just live in the moment. Like for example, if we go to dinner, you will say, I already know what I'm going to have. I already, I've read the menu. I've looked ahead. I know I'll go exactly online what I'm have. and look at the menu, and I'll be like, okay, "I like to I look over to, the menu. I like to talk you, about but you it." Could, no, there's no even talking about the menu. You need to be ready to order when you sit down. And if that means someone in the party on the way there in your your car, whether it's two of us or the kids, or someone needs to pull it up on their phone. If not, I'll do it, and I've done it before. And you you plan out your meal because that's wasted time on the front. I don't even need a menu. I'll tell servers. I, I don't even or hostesses. I we don't need a menu for me. I already know what I want. And it is kind of a strange look that you get. Part of dinner and having dinner with people is having conversation. We had conversation on the way there. We had conversation. We're going to have it on the way home. Yeah. The purpose of dinner is to eat. It's not to have conversations. It's not to have conversations. I do the same thing at like a, one of our uh, kids band concert at school. Very annoying. Very annoying. You're like, did you get the, pro- I get the program to save it, you know, f- as a memento for our children. You get the program to rifle through it, to find out. How many songs are being performed. You figure three I mean, and you, a half minutes per song. You and check I, them off I as do. we go along. Yeah. I do. And I, the, when I sit down, just from knowing how many titles are going to be played, I have a good, good idea. I just need to know the stop point for pretty much everything that I do. 
and I'm more, much more comfortable if I know that, say, it's a Christmas concert at the the kids' school, the band concert, and you know the last number is "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Then when I hear do 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 do, oh my gosh, you better have your coat on and your keys in your hand because it's time it's time to go. See, I don't like living that way, and you've always done this, and and like with concerts, you used to pull up set lists. I still do. Yeah, I want to know what's coming up, I'll and I want to know when we need to leave. And there's oh, always the song before the encore. God. And let me tell you what happened. Then I have to pull you out of venues. Let me tell you what because, happened. Yeah. Let me tell you what okay, happened. Tim McGraw came to Phillips, and we went to see Tim McGraw. And we had great seats. And I don't even remember what tour this was. And, of course, we left before the... Why do you say it like that? Well, I'll tell you what. We left before the... Um, Encore. Encore, yeah. And so you're like, we got to go, we got to. And back then. Big traffic. Well, and also back then you did have to get up earlier. So I was kind of more, I would go with the flow a little more. Didn't seem that way. No. Well, the next day <laughs> I found out that Tim McGraw popped out of like a present, this gigantic, ginormous box, like wrapped a present. And it was, there were two empty seats. And it was literally, I could have like reached over. And grabbed his package. Goosed him. But I mean, like, he jumped out of a package. That would have been very inappropriate. I, well, a woman got in trouble for that later. I wouldn't want to, to do that. But the point of this is, we missed that whole thing. And people told me later. You've, we've talked about this. You've taken, like, Will has told me before, like, there, like a, a game would be tied. And he missed it. Like, somebody made this great matter. basket. It was time to go. It was time or, to go. But it's not time to go until the event's over. Will. I've seen the half of every play. I've seen. I know. I owe you half of Wicked Hamilton. Hamilton, who leaves? I do halfway through Hamilton. I do. If I'm not in it, I want to go home. But what if the people that you're with are in it? Then we. That's why we drive separate cars. We've had this conversation on the podcast before. That's why we I'm often not drive driving separate cars. on a date in a separate car. That seems extreme. And then we can continue to have the conversations. We just have them on our phone as we're following one another down the down down 400 southbound to the venue. This is ridiculous. Uh-huh. This it's is ridiculous. Not. It's not. It is not. And I'm not the only one that, that works this way. I need to know what I'm in for. I need to know what's coming up. And I need to know that there is a definitive, there's a hard stop. And I need to know what that hard stop is going to be. And if it's an intermission of Hello, Dolly, then I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, but, we'll go mean, see the second half, second part, second act of Hello, Dolly when... <laughs> It comes back around in a couple But of it makes me so anxious because when, when it gets to the point, which I don't know, you uh-huh. clearly do, where we're getting to the end of, right. of, it's time, of... It's time to go. Get your coat on. You will like push me. I mean like... Donna, that's strong. No, but like... That is very strong. Out of the aisle. Like get your get your keys, get your coat, get your phone. Do you have everything? Get get everything on. And I'm like, wait, wait they're coming back. They're going to play two more songs. Mm-mm. I haven't finished I my I've beer. I think I've even told you you can download the live, yes. the live album on your phone and we'll listen to it on the way home. You get very. I can be an ass, I guess, sometimes. You know? Well, I mean, everyone can, but I mean, you just. But that's my thing. I'm not an ass about everything in life. No, that's just your thing. But I think of all the, we probably have missed some amazing moments of things because you're, you know, like, I forget what movie it was. There was one movie where there was something at the end when the credits came up. Mm-mm. And I'm like, wait, I know that there, there's something Mm-mm. like, they, they, I want to see this. And you're like, no, movie's over, time to go. It'll be on Netflix or something before long. You can catch it then. Who stays after the, the credits roll? No one stays after the credits roll. I don't care what the studio is planning behind the credits. I've seen people sitting. Well, I'm the not. Credits. I'm not. And you know that. I'll be, I'll be in the parking lot 
ready to go. You just don't want to rush through your life. What did I tell you one time? This is really, you can take my truck. You knew what I was getting ready to do. Yes. How did that come up? Because this has been a, I, this continues to come up in conversation. This is probably 15 years exactly ago. We've been together for was. 20. I, exactly I told you you could just take my, you could drive my truck. Yes. I know exactly. What Which I've never told that to anybody before in my life. No one can drive my truck. We talked about this earlier when we talked about, um, <coughs> bless you. We talked about Red Aikens. It was at Matchbox 20. And I wanted to go to Cowboys afterwards. And you said, you didn't want to go. You were done. And I'm like, come on, let's just I can't go. do two concerts in one Yeah. Night. I'm like, let's go. Let's just keep partying. You know, we didn't have kids. Then. That's odd that I would be the one. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more often than not the person who doesn't make the turn. Yes, you don't make the turn. But this particular well, night, to, you were. Well, it's time to call it a night. Time to I, I don't, you know, most people take the turn. I, mm-hmm. I, it's tough for me sometimes to make it the turn. It is tough to make the turn for you. But that particular night, you were like, you can take my truck. Like, I'm going to drive your truck. And that's become a line that we continue for, and we'll always continue to use in our marriage. It's kind of like a, a an inside joke, you yes. know, if we're somewhere. I'm like, you, you drive my truck. Yeah. But avoid Will Ferrell. Well, not if downhill. you see him out in public, but definitely definitely avoid his movie, that's for sure. I mean, it, it was a worse opening weekend than Zoolander 2. I mean, that says a lot. Well, right yeah. there, you know, and it wasn't again, last thing, it wasn't just that it was like not funny. It kind of left you with like a sad taste in your mouth. Like it wasn't the best movie to go see on a date night. You know what I mean? It was kind of like well, depressing. We thought it was going to be, or I, I knew it wasn't going to be, but I didn't want to, yeah. you know, let you know that it was not a rom-com. It was de- depressing about your marriage. Yeah. Of the imagination. Every case is unique. And that's why at 1-800-HURT-911, they hand-select a lawyer. They hand-select a doctor for your specific case. Call 1-800-HURT-911 if you or someone you know is ever involved in an accident. Here's why. They get you the best representation and the best compensation. 1-800-HURT-911. The injuries that you do not see are often the most devastating, which can keep you from work, affect your quality of life. You get, uh, you're get you not getting paid. There's lost wages. There are huge medical bills. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. You need to get the right medical attention and the right legal attention that you deserve. 1-800-HURT-911. And we'll connect you with the right people. And a big thanks to uh, Dr. Brian Veal. Yes. For his support of my second act. Absolutely. I think this country is in the crapper. Just in I, general? I or? think we suck at this. And, and there's no finger pointing uh, to any particular political party. I think that we can all do better. And I think that we have to do better. And I have never believed there was hope as much as I did this week when we celebrated a World War II veteran's 100th birthday. And Mr. Alro, who uh, Donna's mother, Nana, and Mr. Al have been dating for 15 years. Yeah, he's a friend of the pod. We talk about him a lot because he's just so special. And he had one 100th birthday out that we celebrated, but um, he was supposed to have one at the place that they live um, at their senior center at Bridgemont. But um, he fell and broke his hip. He fell and broke his hip. And he As had every 100 year old yes. does. So we had to go to rehab. So we had to kind of push his party back basically a month. The way that Mr. Al stood at attention when he heard the first chord to God bless America 
is what made me think if we we have to go back 100 years to find the respect for our country that each of us need to rekindle, then let's do it. If Mr. Al Rowe standing at attention, chin up, chest out, shoulders back, eyes front, heels together, toes apart, if, if seeing that is what you need to see to get back in the game of realizing how lucky we are to have political freedom and uh, uh, equality, then this video is a much see. You've seen it. But the way that Mr. As on the Cadillac Jack page on, on Facebook, I posted it there because you need to see the way that Mr. Al reacts immediately. He didn't know the song coming up, the next song that they were going to, to play or perform. He had no idea it was going to be God Bless America. The man turned 100. He just gotten a, a a quilt of valor presented to him. So special. And he just instantly stands up. Yep. Arms at his side. I loved it because he um they had someone that came and like kind of like a, a disc jockey that plays music disc jockey. Um had like a Casio keyboard. Yes. And you press the one button and suddenly you've got a horn section. Yeah, it's like you. do 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 do. But he picked Mr. Al picked all the music and he had everything from Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline, to Achy Breaky Heart. Achy Breaky Heart was a big one. I had to listen very carefully to make sure that that's what that was. And Mr. Al had requested, sure enough, Achy Breaky Heart. And I mean everybody, all the seniors. And it's so cute. They come out in their wheelchairs, and I got a few out there dancing. You know, They love Donna at Bridgemont well, Senior Living Center. You know what? Here's the thing. They just want someone to smile, to say hello, to have a conversation with them, to see them, to to interact with them. You know, we're very lucky that we live, you know, near our parents and we can interact with them. But I will tell you, there's many days when I'm over at, you know, the assisted living place where my mom and Al live. And there are so many people who don't, you know, because of proximity, it's not, nothing against their children, but they may not live close to them. So they don't see people. So I always when I'm over there, they love me because I, I say hello to everyone there. How's your day? How, you know, how are you doing? Sometimes just a smile to someone as hokey as this sounds, can you know really change their day? And you hope that if your parents are in an assisted living home in another state, or you know not a not a day drive away, where you can't just zip over there like we have the ability to do with them being five minutes away, you you just hope that there's someone like you, Donna, at your parents' assisted living home who 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 takes the moment to speak out. And say yeah, hello. Just and ask hi. about your. Do day. you need help? Is there anything you need? Because you would want that, right? Listening right now, you would want that to happen. Yeah. Your parents' assisted living home for there to be somebody who every time they walk. Imagine if everybody did this, but maybe there's just one or two people that walk through the door every time. And if say your mother or your father is sitting there in the waiting area, and or they're in their wheelchair, and they're just watching people come in and out, or they're watching a, a movie or something in the in the or in the craft center. Yeah, you just what? hope someone takes the time to say. To talk to him or How smile. Are you today? Well, your and day one of the gentlemen that was up and he was dancing yes, yesterday, he was. he was moving it. Um, he always sits up at the front and he doesn't have a lot to say. Um, and probably if you saw him, you might think he's not surly, but I mean, you know, probably not as friendly. But yesterday, all it took was they were playing a song. And I was like, I just said, Hey, come up here and dance. And sure enough, he walked out there and he had, I bet, I bet he had one of the best days of his life yesterday. Just, you know, they were all out there together, um, just dancing and not a care in the world. You know, listen, when you're a hundred years old or even in your eighties and nineties, you're not like, you know, you know, when you're younger, this kind of goes away too in your forties and fifties, but when you're younger, you, you know, they say dance like no one's watching. 
And, you know, even our daughters, like, it's like, oh, I don't want to get out there and dance. And I don't want, you know, because people become very, like, intimidated. What are other people going to say about me? There gets to be a point in your life where you're like, this may be the last chance that I get to hear this song that I love to dance to. And I'm going to dance my you-know-what off, you know. And they did. They had a blast yesterday. And even those that couldn't get up. Oh, they were out in their wheelchairs and walkers. They were rocking back and forth in chairs and had their hands up in the air. That's what I'm going to do to you. Well, so we'll put my brake on. I will put your Always on. remember to put my brake on. Unless you, uh, uh-uh. unless you're mean to me. No, no, that was one of our vows is that we will, we will go into assisted living and point you to the sun and put and your brake on. Always, always put your brake on. Let's get happy. Yes. You wanted to do this. I'm going to step out. <laughs> I'm going to step out. I don't know that. I don't think that you believe in this mm. little. Okay. That's not nice. I don't think you believe. Is there a theme song? Um, I'm going to create one. Let's get happy. Come on, get happy. All right. Anyway, if you're happy and you know it, clap your Okay, hands. let's stop. Okay. Let's stop before we begin. Well, anyways. But this is where you showcase an app that is Well, something that's helped me. Money. Yeah, no, because here's what happened. Makes we, you more efficient. We were talking about loyalty cards, and I said what got me thinking about this particular segment is that um, I was talking about an app that I have called Keyring. It's called Keyring. It's free. And basically what you do is you take a picture of all of those loyalty cards that you carry around for whatever, you know, your school card, public, CVS, whatever your grocery store is, Barnes and Noble. And anyways, it keeps them all in alphabetical order. And then when you go into the store, <laughs> you're snoozing over there. You just pull up. Anyway, you just pull it up and it's there. Okay. Two people reached out and wanted to know what that app was. No, I'm kidding. I'm so up. that's I'm key up. ring. But I'll tell you the it's other, the other app that I love, and I think you would love this one. It's called Pocket. P-O-C-K-E-T. And you know how when you're scrolling through Facebook or you're, something comes up, you know, like from CNN News, New York Times, whatever, Appen, anywhere. Fox News. Right. Anything. And you're like, I really want to read that article, but I just don't have time to read it right now. You put all, it in your pocket? All you do is open it in Safari and you hit the, you know, up button, like you're going to email it or send it to someone and you just save it to pocket and pocket will come up. So then you can go back. Yes. When and you have time, and go through the articles so that you didn't have time I to read use that you were like, interested in. Exactly. Okay. So All I right. use it like my, almost like, I'm you back. know, like an, like an audible or reading list or whatever. I bet I've got a hundred things saved into my pocket. And, you know, like if you're sitting, uh, waiting on a kid at a dentist appointment or wherever you are, you know, waiting to get your tag renewed and you, you just scrolling, you can read all the articles you can, you've saved and you can save them off any platform. Again, it could be, you know, people share stuff on Facebook. You can share videos. You can share photos, you can share articles, and I love this app. And again, this app does not cost money. This is not one of those recurring charge apps, you know, but it's called Pocket, P-O-C-K-E-T, and I use it all the time. I love it because, you know, then you're always like, where was that article that I read? And you want to tell something, somebody about it. They're all saved in your um, bookmark. Exactly. In your pocket app. So now you're back on my Let's Get Appy segment is this a every episode thing i don't think so okay. it's just when it i ends. don't either it, okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> let's and, let, and let's I, let the people speak well i wanted to begin a segment actually and play a, just to kind of match you on let's get happy and it was going to be here are the things that donna refuses for refuses to allow me to speak of on this particular episode you've become very involved in the content okay give me an example oh please well, let's don't say them because they're probably things that I don't think you need to be saying. Well, you, you, you scratched them. And so I'm going to start that segment next episode. Here, here are the things that Donna would not allow me to speak of, speak about during this particular What's episode. your theme song? 
I'm going to come up with that. It's going to be a big reveal. It's going to be a big reveal. We're excited that we are. Uh, we now have a date and a time where we will join you at the Georgia World Congress Center for the Atlanta International Auto Show. Saturday, February 29th. We'll be there from 10 to noon. And we will uh, download and subscribe you and do everything that um, needs to be done to make sure that you are on the up and up and you do not miss a single episode of my second act. We also, just because we're nice people, has nothing to do is like a... Uh, a bribe of any sort. We're going to have some Kenny Chesney tickets to give away while we are there at the Atlanta International Auto Show. And it's five days, um, February 26th through March the 1st, Saturday, 229, February 29th at 10 to noon. We will see you there. This is the 38th year. And the Metro Atlanta Automobile Dealers Association do such a great job promoting and putting together and presenting the auto show every year here uh, in Atlanta. But it's truly where you can go. And you can't buy a vehicle there. Because it's not set up for pressure. It's set up to where you can experience the the manufacturers and their particular lines of cars and trucks and SUVs that you want to see. Yeah, we talk, you can also, um, you can, you know, they have great food. You can get a beer. You ATMs can, on site. ATMs on site. You can walk around. You can take Marta. Bring the kids. You know, people come down to the auto show and they stay for like two, three, four hours just kind of you know, going and sitting in all the cars. Um, and they're also going to have Cousin Eddie's RV from the famous Christmas Vacation Christmas Vacation movie. Imagine if next year or this year, Christmas 2020, your Christmas card is you and the family in front of, this is the real one. This is the RV that's from the movie. Imagine your Christmas card later this year being the family in front of Cousin Eddie's RV. You know, everybody can be wearing a robe, and rather than say cheese, you can say half full. Yeah, it's only five big days. You can get tickets online right. ahead of time. Half full. Uh, yeah, I heard it. So five Iconic days. Iconic moment. From get your tickets online. They've got um, discounted parking. Come in from the North Side Drive exit. Building C is where it is. All your shopping in one place. Go autoshow.com. Go autoshow.com. We'll see you there on. February 29th. And, and you want to talk about, we're still giving away tickets. So yes. how you want to talk about the cars? Uh, we have that up. We're still inviting you to post, um, you know, you, do you have a name for your car truck or your SUV? What do you call what you're in now? Or maybe it was even something, your first car, like big Bertha, big blue. I've already seen some funny ones put up. Hit the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook and you can post there. And we have uh, family packs of four tickets because it is truly a family event that we can uh, slide your way. All right. February 26th through March the 1st at the Georgia World Congress Center. We talk a lot about this podcast being about second acts. It was for me in July 2019 after 26 years of doing Atlanta radio and for the last, the final 12 years, morning radio. Um, this is my second act. It's, it's podcasting. I had lunch with Jason Durden who for 10, 12 years, Jason was uh, the reporter in News Chopper 2. And so you would hear Jason and see Jason doing reports and, and, and traffic mishaps and things like that on Channel 2. He's been, he told me, in a helicopter reporting news and traffic for 30 years, the last 12 at Channel 2 here in Atlanta. And he was like, oh. And I was one of the first to reach out. Jason and I had met a couple of, he's a huge NASCAR fan as, and as was I not so much anymore, but back in the day, we'd see each other twice a year when Atlanta had two races and hadn't seen each other in a while. But anytime you have a friend that loses their job, especially if they're in your industry, you know, the broadcasting family, 
radio and television, you reach out. It's just the right thing to do. Right. And just said, like people did with you. I, right. And I said, let me, let me take you to lunch. Larry Wax, who was with the regular guys for years, reached out to me when I got fired. And he was actually on the beach as well. So the, the running gag became, if you're both unemployed, who, who buys? And Larry and I came to the fact that if you're both unemployed, the 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 one that was fired first, that's been on the beach the longest, that's is okay. the one that buys. So I was my pleasure to buy Jason Durden lunch. But we talk about second acts. And at this point, Jason Durden has some ideas of what he wants to do for a second act. But this was sudden a month ago when he, he was, was terminated. Um, but everybody's got to have a second act. I think when you've been in that position, you can give good advice too. you know, just all of the feelings that you're going to take go a free through. lunch is always the first piece of advice I have for anybody who's also job. Right. Well, and just stay connected to if, if, if you have an audience that, you know, when he's been working in media, you know, the tendency is to kind of go offline. Um, but, you know, really, you should kind of stay connected to your audience and organically something will come up or come around that, you know, you need to be doing, but it is a process. And I think that is one of the things that you, you know, you unfortunately have become semi able to speak about. I mean, it wasn't a great thing that you got, you know, let go, but fired, 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 but you can talk to people about it now. And it is kind of, we've talked about this in, in, you know, one of the very first pods that it is a process. It's almost like a death, you know, there's grief, there's anger, and eventually it takes a while, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. That Things starts, happen for a reason. Starts to come up, you know. And there there are tough times. There are times that you struggle financially. You struggle mentally. Yeah. You struggle physically when you lose your job. But my your second act also doesn't necessarily have to be about a new job or a career no. change. It can be something going on in your life, something with your grandkids, something with your kids. Something with you, something that you, you know, like you and, um, you know, your husband are, have made a vow to, to take more date nights or vacations. Uh, I, I was reading something the other day around Valentine's Day where it said something like the average couple has not gone out on a date by themselves in like two years. And I was like, that's shocking kind of to me. And I know sometimes it could be a financial thing, but we've always been really good about this, I will say, in our marriage um, about taking time for us you know, and going out to dinner without the kids and going to do things, you know, without the kids. I mean, we do plenty of things with our kids, but you do have to take time for your spouse and spend time together outside of your family. We we take trips. We used to. <laughs> we will again eventually. Soon. Um, but take trips, you know. I'm thinking about signing up for a, a timeshare class at yeah. Panama City Beach so we can have a beach vacation <laughs> yeah. sometime this year. But you, you know, it, it, those those times are important because it's it's important to, you know, to have a relationship. Um, you have a relationship as a mom and dad, but you need a relationship as a husband, husband and wife. wife too. You really do. So, so thank you, Jason. It's great to catch up, Jason Durden, and Jason's looking for a job and also contemplating his second act. And that's a you know a place a lot of people find themselves. If you have something on your mind, you can uh, leave us a voicemail. You can shoot us a text. Very easy to do. I'm going to give you the number twice. It's also on all of my social media channels. Donna's as well. At ATL Cadillac. At ATL Cadillac on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, the Cadillac Jack page. 770-464-6024. That's the number. Anytime. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. 770-464-6024. And um, we do have a small ask of you. Three simple things. If you would hit the subscribe button 
so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the podcast. If you have already done that and there's someone else maybe in your circle of friends that's also enjoying the podcast, check in with them. Make sure they've done the same thing or just grab their phone next time you're together and do it for them. And number three, show our sponsors some love. There would be uh, no second act in podcast form if it were not for the sponsors. Uh, 1-800-HURT-911. Car accident. It's a 911 call. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Yes. Call them. Even if you've been in an accident and you don't think you need to call, call. Just check it out. See. They'll let you know. Um, Atlanta International Auto Show, February 26th to March 1st at the Georgia World Congress Center. And don't forget to go to the Cadillac Jack page and post your name of your car to win tickets and come see us live at the auto show. 29th. Saturday. Saturday the 29th of yeah. afternoon. Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Call Tracy today. Listen, Tracy just likes to talk. Even uh, let's, let's just pretend for a moment that you're not in, in the market for selling your home or buying a home. Just call Tracy. She's just, she's fun to talk to. And you can do that. 855-MY-EXPERT. TracyCousineau.com. 855-MY-EXPERT. And then Core 57, two locations, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Also want to say we talk a lot about Core and Colleen and all the amazing instructors over there. And we've talked some about women working out there, but they have a great I mean, they have great programs for everyone, and there's plenty of men that work out over there, and it's really a community. The people that do these classes together kind of, you know, you cheer you on, and, you know, it's it's just a great, great place, very positive environment. If you want to work out somewhere that's positive and you're going to see results, and you're basically going to get the benefits of having a personal trainer by taking these classes because Colleen is there all the time. She's super involved, and she'll help you. Get on that, Jack. My second act is part of the Appen Podcast Network.